you're looking at something within a box and what you see is what you get, right? So if you want to be thinking differently, then look within that lens and see how you can see something different that nobody else has seen. That is the only thing. Otherwise, there's nothing else. It's all about kindness. It's all about love for the world. It gives you happiness. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 32 of Photo Country. This is the show by a photographer for photographers. And I'm your host, Rajiv. I have been talking to artists, image makers, and creators around the world. And it is really fascinating to me how each individual approaches the art in their own unique way. Our guest today is no different. He's a writer, poet, ad man, and an iPhone photographer from Chennai, India. He is none other than Ravindran Solomon, Ravi Solo to all his friends. He is a visual poet, weaving words with pixels. So let us get into the conversation with Ravi Solo. Welcome Ravi for this podcast. I've been always wanting to call you for this podcast. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you on my show. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for this invitation. I look forward to having a good conversation on something that I love doing every day. So I know you for a long time, but listeners will not know much about you. So why don't you just give a small intro about what you do and, and where you are? So basically, I'm a writer and I'm a copywriter at the base of it all. I've made a career in advertising and I work with one of the largest networks in the world, Wonderman Thompson, and I'm a creative head right now. I write for advertisements per se, nurturing brands and taking the brand to the world with the communication that I write. In terms of the brands itself, I have worked on the whole gamut of brands and verticals and my communication platform has been television, mostly primarily I love doing TV ads. Of course, there is print and then whatever the client needs. And right now in the digital era, lot into the digital space also. Yeah, that's about it. I know you as a writer. I mean, you've written plays and you've written ads, you've written poems and so on. But when did you start combining your iPhone with your writing? Strangely enough, photography used to be a distant dream those days. I mean, as a kid, I've always wanted to get into photography. When I was a kid, dad used to say, that is an expensive hobby. You earn and you engage in that hobby of yours. I can't do that right now. You know how those days the middle class India was. And I mean, it is not as impulsive in terms of its spending money on hobbies. It was more bare essentials those days. So, and photography with film was expensive. The camera was expensive. The lenses were expensive. And the film roll. And... You just had 36 shots in a film. But still, first year of college, dad did get me a hot shot. It was an aim and shoot camera. It wasn't an SLR or anything. Yeah, I remember. It was just a long, thin one. Right? Exactly. That's the one. You just aim and shoot. That was like our early mobile phones. The quality with the film. It was so-so. But I mean, with that, I couldn't really gather around on my passion. So I was just shooting around. Whenever we are with friends, with family, and that was about it. Because still in college also, buying that roll of film, pretty expensive, pretty beyond the reach. 
And the worst part is your heart cries when you see the blurred photographs that come out. How heartbreaking it'll be. You know, you have saved up enough to shoot through some three months. You would have kept the film. You would have shot your friends, your family and all that. 36 pictures. And out of that, sometimes 12 will be blurred. And you, your heart really breaks, you know, those times. But anyway, that is, that is the journey. Then I had an opportunity with my professor, Dr. Paul Lavum, you know also. So he gifted me with an SLR camera, a Canon SLR camera. So when I started off in advertising, I had that camera. However, again, the pressures of advertising is so I still couldn't really focus on photography. And because advertising is a brutal field where you're working some 14, 16 hours a day and with family and all that. There was no time, I should say. But whenever on vacations, I used to do that, but never shared it with anybody. I'll make prints. I'll look at them. I'll be happy. Shooting my children, shooting nature. You know, what was, I mean, I wouldn't seek out something to shoot. But whatever I saw is what I should. You know, I find something interesting. I find something dramatic. So in the beginning, it was all like, hey, I have seen a certain image. And what I'm seeing now is like that. So let me recapture that in my own eye. So there is, there is nothing original. I was just following certain archetypal behavior where, you know, you just shoot and you're just experimenting a little bit. But... It's all stuck in your mind. You have seen something. Hey, I'm seeing something similar. Let me shoot it and see how it looks. So that was how I progressed in the whole thing. So how did the mobile phone enter your life? Like, how did that happen? And when did you realize that, hey, this is a legit creative tool. I should start using this. When the mobile phone came in, it wasn't large canvases that I was looking at. I was shooting those little things. Something really close up. So and the small things always fascinate me. One little quirk here, one little quirk there. It could be a caterpillar on a leaf. I mean, one of my first photographs on Instagram would be a, a caterpillar looking bambi-eyed almost. I found that, I mean, I was so close out there. I was on the terrace of my office and the tree is overflowing onto the terrace. And I see the street was a rainy day and there's this caterpillar that, that is looking at me. So I go close. Caterpillar can't move also. It, it can't get away from you. So I went as close as possible and clicked it. And you had those Bambi kind of thing. And uh, what is that picture going to convey to anybody? That is when I said, okay, let me do some words to complement the picture also. A very human kind of statement. I fell in love with it. Then. You get a picture. Sometimes the picture has itself the drama. But sometimes there is no drama. Can we write something to complement the whole thing and add drama to it? So that is the fun with my writing skills. And I write both in English and Tamil. So sometimes right. it will be Tamil. Sometimes it will be English. And I find great pleasure in that. And the pleasure, I share it in, on Instagram and Facebook and all that. But it is purely an internal pleasure. I don't do it for the world. It is just that, hey, I found this little thing and this little thought is sitting with it. I put those two together and I just look at it and feel good about it. That is more the pleasure of photography is that the feel-good factor for myself. So what's your process like? Do you just stick with the native camera app or do you explore other camera apps that are out there and do some editing and all of that or are you just straight out of your camera and that's it? 
So I don't work with any apps. There are two things I just work with. If an image, I try to add drama to that image with layouts where I get to make a collage to add drama to it. And in terms of filters, I just work on Instagram. But most often with the iPhone 13, some of the images are like pristine. The way you've seen it and it's enriched a little more. Those I don't touch. But there are certain images which don't have drama, which don't have something unique about them. Then I play around with the filters on Instagram. That's about it. So I don't work on any other app to really manipulate or enhance the images. Because for me, it's that picture and what is the content that is going with it. I was just looking through your feed and I really like that sunrise one and I like the caption, Mai Hoon Dawn. If you go through my Instagram, all my dawn shots will have that Mai Hoon Dawn. I mean, there are tropes on Instagram, like your midair flight shots through the flight window, sunrise shots, the sunset shots. These are tropes. I, I have the guilty pleasure of doing that also because... Every sunrise and every sunset is different. You get to see stuff and you want to just capture that moment. As I pass through in life, I see something and I, I just want to capture that moment. And that is the whole idea. I was coming to that. How do you go around capturing those images? Do you just look upon something and just whip out your phone and take it? Or do you go on photo walks, like your morning walk or your park or whatever that may be and... To take photographs intentionally or is it just spur of the moment? It's spur of the moment most often. And particularly, I mean, you would have seen quite a few sunset shots on my feet, particularly from the Chetpak Lake where I go for a walk every day. And uh, summer evenings, the heat of Chennai, but the setting sun leaves, I mean, huge drama. It's like as though the sky and uh, sun are acting out on drama. It will be that kind of space that will be. I mean, inside the heart of the city, you have that island or rather the water body of calm and you're walking out there. But it is always in the walk of life. I see something and I click the picture. Have you ever thought of creating a photo book combining your photographs and your verses? Yes, I have. Because I see, I also do, which I haven't done for quite some time now. I have one form of poem, which I call Imagos. Okay. Those are four liners with five syllables in every line. I mean, I'm trying to rip off from a haiku or whatever, but I do this in my feed. If you see a four-liner, you count the syllables, it will be five syllables on each line. That I developed during a time when I couldn't shoot. I see something nice and then I write about it in four lines so that it forms a visual imagery for the people to really visualize. Like, for example, that was one of my favorites was something on. I saw a railway track and somebody had met with an accident and I could see the mortal remains. If I were to picture it, it was like a broken rag doll that was being crushed by a slithering snake. So the whole imagery was about a slithering snake and the broken rag doll. It might sound morbid, but still, you know, something palatable and something that makes someone stop and say, hey, I never looked at it that way. That purely comes from my advertising thing, where I try to do communication, where the target audience look at it and say, hey, I hadn't thought of that. It's such a simple thought, but I hadn't thought of that. That gives you a good feeling when you connect with that audience. And with advertising, it's a wide audience and you don't know where you're connected, but you know for sure you're connected with at least one or two people in that whole target milieu. So similarly here, 
I'm articulating something that looks at things slightly differently and makes me feel good. And in the process, somebody else sees it and feels good about it. That adds to my own self-worth, let's say. Do you follow other photographers? Is there anybody else out there who you like and who you think, you know, okay, I would like to take photographs like these guys on your phone? I don't have many names, okay? But within my advertising circle, people I have worked with, there are some fantastic stuff that happens, which I really admire. So some of the images that fascinate me are Jimmy Chin, the climber. I should see his feet. The vista of nature that I see in his pictures, it leaves me so small, makes me feel like, man, I got to do this man sometime or the other. That is Jimmy Chin. And then, of course, there's my good friend, Madhavan Palneswami. We all call him Maddie. He used to work with me. And he's a conceptual kind of guy. So there'll be an idea behind his picture. So it's very concept photography. And it's not just leaving you with a real world image. It's slightly otherworldly and it makes you think, what is he trying to say here? Right. Slightly surreal. That is when you know that it is the person and it is not the camera or it's not the object that you seem to shoot it with. I've seen a lot of your work. I really like the pun on the words and those lines that you write. What next? There are two things. One is that mostly it's nature that really keeps me kicking. The hills and mountains and the seaside. But more the mountains than anything else. So that's why I was talking about and the kind of imagery that I see. I mean, I know I wouldn't be able to achieve that, that, that kind of thing because it needs extreme agility to be in those spaces, right? So that is one. Second is there are photographers like Vijay Ram who go to the Serengeti and the Masai Mara every year and the wildlife that they capture. That is something that I haven't tried yet. Get into animal and wildlife photography, which is something that that is there in the back of the head. I'll have to invest time and figure out a way to do that. So that is something that I've always been wanting to do, which I haven't done at all. And then, of course, one more which list is the Northern Lights. Northern Lights right. is something that I've been craving to do. I have to do it in the next two, three years. I was just looking at your feed, uh, Solo. There's one picture that I really liked, which was this image of a tripod on a shoe. <laughs> ah, okay. Running story of the tripod. What's the story behind that? This one was at Chennai Institute of Technology where I gave a TEDx speech. So it was during the pandemic. So the, it was all recorded. And so not many students were there. And you know, all the social distancing. So while I was owning my thoughts, I noticed they kept this shoe out there. Because these tripods can slip off. So I found it funny. I think you definitely need to do a book solo. Before we go, like I want to ask you about this question about the thing that you've written on your Instagram. Bilingual writer, photo enthusiast and a happy man. Which comes first? Happy man comes first. So it's either you're happy or you're trying to be happy, right? So the photograph makes me happy, okay? Right. <laughs> and happiness makes me take pictures, so more than that. And bilingual writer is the tool I use to communicate with the world. And I'm not a huge extrovert kind of guy. I like to keep to myself. So these nuggets are all my way of communicating with the world. I would be very Correct. awkward in a group situation where I wouldn't know what to say or how <laughs> to say things. I'm that kind of a guy. So these are the things that make me tell the world, hey, 
Solo is this kind of a guy. I try to communicate happiness, love, kindness. There was a time when I used to be very acidic and all that. You know, I had certain resentments or certain insecurities. I do not know what it is. But right. I used to be very acerbic and, how shall we say, abrasive. I mean, I presume the little bit, the gray that has invaded me has given me that much more patience and look at the world in a kinder way. The world is this way and, and okay, me at least let me be kind. And it's a difficult thing actually. As human beings, it's really difficult. There are sometimes I would have images where I would have written something really morbid and I wouldn't post it any. I would just munch on that thought and okay, that's a nice way of looking at it and I will move on. I don't want to put it out into the world. So that is the space I am in right now. Peace, happiness, kindness. Has your background in literature influenced your photography in any way? Yes, my advertising, yes. And my writing, yes. And how shall I say? Writing has been inspired by my teachers. And the teacher, which includes your father also, Professor Nedumaran. Right. Huh? All these are influences, Dr. Paul Love. Nairji, they influenced my writing because they used to read my writing and give me feedback on what it is and how it is and all that. So that is where I honed my writing. And then I came to advertising and of course with my interest in photography and art shoots, I will have my camera also with me, obviously, but I can't disturb them when they are at work. So I take some discreet pictures and all that. Not much I would have posted on Instagram because those are times when I had the film camera. Someday I will scan some of the interesting pictures and probably put it on Instagram as a throwback kind of thing. But so that was happening on one side and then once the phone came in and you have Instagram out there, I can quickly take a picture and quickly have my thoughts imprinted on Instagram yeah, and Facebook. Up, will you say that photography in your life brings you happiness? The expression is that of a human being per se. And I'm just humanizing everything is something that that and that I strive for. See, basically, I'm a writer, so that is where my core happiness comes from. But photography gives me that handle to shape things, describe things in a slightly deeper sense, where I may not right. have the words kind of thing. But writing is more what I'm about, and photography is a worthy complement for me, which. I embrace with love. Because otherwise I would have become a photographer by now, if you know what I mean. I mean, this conversation is making me think, actually, it is an eye-opener for me also. Because I have never spoken about my photography interests to anybody. I just shoot pictures, put it out and all that. And the minute you invited me, and this conversation, as this goes on, there are thoughts running through me. So you put thoughts in my head also. Let me see where it takes me. I would love to see a photo book coming from you, Solo. I mean, you should think about as a 2023 project. That sounds interesting. I haven't thought of it actually. That sounds interesting. I think maybe I should do that. If someone wants to get into mobile phone photography, what will be the advice you will give them? Uh, it is about seeing the world in a slightly different way. Every day, we see the world in a certain way. And most often, we prejudge what we see. I mean, that is a human nature. Prejudgment has to be removed and take the world as it is, which is where photography can help, is my thought. When people always say, look at me through this lens, you look at that with that lens. But similarly, when we look at people, we have our own lenses and we tend to be judgmental and we tend to make an assessment even without knowing any backstory. 
So how do we move away from that? It has to be done. I mean, whoever you are, whether you want to get into photography or not, this is something that one has to do. One owes oneself that, that training to not to prejudge things, but to take it as it is and then interact with the world. That will make you a lot more happier and a lot more productive. The minute you prejudge, then everything goes for a toss. The whole equation, the whole dynamics goes for a toss. So that is the only thing I would like to say to the younger generation because being judgmental is not going to take us anywhere. It, it is about a judgment of somebody else. Therefore, it affects the way we interact with them. And at the same time, the way we interact with ourselves. Because we tend to forget that when we are judging, we are putting on the moral high shoe. And we become, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, you get on a high horse and say, I am perfect, the world is not. That's not the right way of looking yeah. at the world. That is where a camera lens helps you. You're looking at something within a box and what you see is what you get, right? So if you want to be thinking differently, then look within that lens and see how you can see something different that nobody else has seen. That is the only thing. Otherwise, there's nothing else. It's all about kindness. It's all about love for the world. It gives you happiness. We come back to the happy man. Yeah, happy man. Thank you so much, Salo. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Ravi, for coming on this podcast. I think no one has ever put it so eloquently on why photographers do what they do. Thank you for that awesome closing monologue. You can follow Ravi's words and imagery on his Instagram feed, Ravi Solo. I'll put that in the show notes. I hope you guys liked this conversation as much as I did bringing it to you. Please do share this podcast with someone who you think will enjoy it as well. Do consider subscribing to my Substack channel, photocountry.substack.com. As always, thank you for listening. Till we meet in the next episode, stay safe, be kind, and keep clicking.